0: Hello, I'm Larry Stevenson. Welcome to Let Your Dreams Work, this weekly call where we share how individuals and organizations can harness the dreams to do more, see more, be more, have more, and give more. Dreams are all about your vision, so we've chosen this audio format so you can see your dreams taking shape in your mind as we talk instead of imposing our vision on how your dream should look tune in listen with intent see yourself living your dream and relax into a state where your mind can freely create today we're going to talk about the overview of our goal our framework framework our system to let your dreams work and share some experiences of others who have had it. As you listen today, please jot down any questions you have so you don't forget them. Then press star six on your phone to be put into the queue. We'll answer questions at the end. If you're listening to this recording after the fact to a podcast episode, please feel free to join us live in the future, Wednesdays at noon, uh, mountain time, so that you can have your questions answered or send questions to us using our contact form on our website, call in and URL information can be found in the show's notes. To to begin, I want to talk about um, an experience I had with my son. Uh, you know, we, we've all had these experiences where we... <laughs> We try and set up a bonding moment. Could be with a child, a, a parent, could be with a friend or a loved one. But we try and create these moments to have a bonding. Well, I did this, it was a early, early cold January evening. Um, my son was 11 years old and, and school started. This was a Saturday night and school started on Monday. And uh we had he, we had gone to an orientation to a service organization he was going to be joining later that year, and I'd arranged to go do some service similar to what the organization would be involving him in. And then we went out for hot fudge Sundays. Sounds like a perfect night, right? Well, it bombed. It bombed horribly. He was quiet. He was withdrawn all night long. But then, as we pulled into the garage. And I can still remember hearing the garage door closing and the engine pinging as it cooled. And he said, Dad, in that tone of voice that told me we were now going to have that bonding moment. He said, Dad, why is it when you're little you can do anything you want? And then you turn five and you have to go to school. And you go to school till you're 18. And after you're out of school at 18, you go to college. And after college, you have to go to work. And then you have to work till you're 65. Dad, why is it that you're either too young to appreciate it or too old to do anything about it when you have the ability to do whatever you want? (laughs) I remember thinking three things immediately. First what an amazing insight for an 11-year-old. Second, what a dismal outlook on life. And third, I didn't believe it. You see, in in a moment, my life flashed kind of before me quickly. And, And I remembered parents who helped me learn to dream. and and to create great memories, and to believe that we had the ability to do things wonderfully. Um, they helped me sell light bulbs door to door from the time I was 12 till I was 13 to go to a Boy Scout Jamboree in in Canada and and later I sold light bulbs again and I earned enough money to go to Japan and not only to go to the Jamboree in Japan but to spend six weeks touring and to come home with two thousand dollars in souvenirs which was really a big deal in 71 um, They had given me wonderful experiences and taught me how to do it myself. In addition, I had grown up just two miles from Disney Studios. Um, Our children, most of them were born in the hospital across the street from Disney Studios. And Walt used to send his animators over to paint the walls and murals in in the pediatric rooms and the newborn rooms. And I remembered... Growing up on Disney and his comment that it's kind of fun to do the impossible and that if, if we can see it, we can build it. And then I, I, I remembered my religion. I'm a person of faith and my religion had taught me that we were here to have joy, not dismal. Now, that means, that yes, there were going to be trials and there were going to be challenges, but we're here to have joy. And that a loving God made this earth to provide for us, and he made it with enough and to spare. And so I I always grew up with an abundance mentality rather than a scarcity mentality. Yes, we had to be good um, shepherds, good gardeners, and have dominion and care for the earth. Um, But also that he not only encouraged us, he commanded us to do good things in our lives, and he had given us the power to do that. Now, all of that flashed through my mind so quickly, and I turned to my son, and I said, son, let me tell you, if I could do anything in the world, what I would do. I love finding out about people. I love Finding out what their dreams are and helping them achieve them i I love seeing how organizations work, how things are made. Um, I love traveling I, I love creating I, there's a ham in me I love performing. now let me tell you what people pay me to do. They pay me to help people discover and achieve. Their professional dreams to help them get careers that fill their purpose their passion, and prosperity uh, I get paid to go and, and see how organizations are run to see how banks wall street i've seen how airplanes are manufactured i 've seen in in multiple countries I've, I've, they paid me to travel other people have paid me to go to 48 of the 50 states and to go to 20 plus countries. Um, I've, I've been paid to create a workbook and videotape series that has sold hundreds of thousands of copies worldwide in 17 languages. And I've been paid to get on stage and give workshops one to three times a week. Son, I get paid to do exactly what I want to do. Now, yes, there are some consequences. But then I said to him, and I still believe this, you can do anything in this world if you are willing to pay the price. And with that, you could tell the moment had passed, the bonding had taken place, And we left the car, but three days later, he came to me and he said, dad, I've decided, I know what I'm going to do. I love to draw. And so I'm going to be an animator for Disney studios. I said, great, what a great possibility. Now, who do you know that could help you do that? And he said, Well, Baki, that's my father, his grandfather. Baki knows how to draw. My dad was a world famous illustrator. And I said, Yeah, I bet he'd help you. And he said, Yeah, I'll talk to him. Well, a couple of weeks later, we were having a family get-together, and there was my son and my dad off in a corner by themselves, their heads close together. Dad had his big pad of paper he always seemed to carry with him everywhere. And he was drawing like crazy, and they were talking back and forth. A few days after the party, my son came to me. We were having breakfast, and he said, Dad, would you please use your digitals and your phalanges? To pass me the salt. Now I'm going to get this wrong, but he had it right. I said, My what? And he held up his hand and he says, Your digitals. And I think he twisted his wrist and your phalanges. I think he did his fingers, something like that. And um, passed me the salt. I said, Where did you learn that? He said, Well, Baki said that if I'm going to, I'm going to be an animator, I need to learn to draw from the inside of a body out to know how it works and be able to draw how it works. So he said to memorize all the bones in the body and learn how to draw them. And he drew them for me and I'm learning how to draw them. And he did, he he learned how to draw and name every bone in the body. And then he worked and my father taught him how to do the muscles and so on. Well, to make a long story short, my son didn't work his way through high school working in fast food. He drew. He was a cartoonist for the Chamber of Commerce newsletter. He did their cartoon. He created characters that he sold to a T-shirt company that were doing different athletic event, athletic things, and he sold them to this place for $250 each. Um And I don't need to tell you, he wound up working as an animator for Disney Studios. You can do anything in this world if you're willing to pay the price. And he exemplified our model. Our model uses the word goals because Eleanor Roosevelt is attributed, but she didn't do it. But there's a quote that I love that says a goal is a dream with a deadline. And so if you'll think of the word goals, it's an acronym for the five steps to let your dreams work to do more, to see more, to be more, to have more, and to give more. Here are the first steps G, generate possibilities, add to your bucket list, think boldly. O, Optimize connections. You're not alone. Others will help. Other people have already achieved your dream, and they will share with you how they did it. Other people can give you ideas. Other people can be sounding boards and help you brainstorm solutions when you encounter limitations. A is act consistently. The other people, your connections, will give you ideas of action to take, so you act consistently. L is label your limitations. We all run into limitations. We run into reasons that will prevent us, something that will hold us up. But in addition, there are desired limitations. We want to limit, we call it scope, limiting the scope of our dream. So the first is desired limitations or scope. My son decided he was going to be an animator for Disney Studios. He limited the scope. There are also real limitations that are undesired. These are things like time, money, lack of skill that can be overcome with a plan. Others can help you do that. and if they respond to a plan, then there are real limitation. But there are also unreal or false limitations appearing real. And those I call windmills after Don Quixote where Don Quixote saw giants and Sancho Paz just saw windmills. Sometimes there are things that we subconsciously make big limitations but they're not real. They're psychological, they're irrational, they're illogical. And we labeling the different kinds of limitations allows us to deal with them, to overcome them, to deal with them, to handle them. So L is label limitations. S is synergize purposefully. Collaboration amplifies outcome. So we suggest you form a mastermind group or join a mastermind group with three to four other people who are also dreamers, practical dreamers, pragmatic dreamers. And each month you meet, and you, it's, the agenda is very simple. Each person shares, this is the action I took since our last meeting. Then. They brainstorm. Each person shares an idea, a limitation, a challenge, um, an option, and they brainstorm and give you feedback. And then each person shares the action they're going to take between now and the next meeting. But in addition, this synergy begins to happen because as you start a achieving and seeing these dreams happen suddenly more dreams come and they start coming together uh, one person that i worked with um start, she loves all things disney and and she was going to a lot of the disney parks and then suddenly she realized she'd been to a lot of them and she loved to travel and so she's made it a goal to start visiting every disney theme park in the world By happenstance synergy, she happened to have scheduled a trip with a bunch of students to China, and that trip ended in Shanghai, China, the day before Shanghai Disney opened up. She let the students go with the, she was just on as a chaperone, and she stayed and met someone for three days and was in the very first group to officially enter Shanghai Disney. She's achieved her dream of attending every Shanghai, every Disney Resort. So these steps, five steps, generate possibilities, G, optimize connections, O, act consistently, A, label limitations, L, and synergize purposefully is the model. They spell the acronym goals. Now. <clears throat> this works. We're just overviewing, and each week this phone call will share more concepts about how to let your dreams work. We will invite guests who have already achieved certain dreams, so if you have a dream you'd like help with, send it in as a question or contact us at our website, letyourdreamswork.com, and we'll invite guests who have achieved the goal, dreams that you have so that they can share with you how they did it. We'll share more details about the model. We'll also bring in some of the connections that you can use, whether it's for personal goals or organizational goals, to be able to achieve and let your dreams work personally or for your company. Let me share some success stories quickly. Uh, first one, Ryan had been in property management and wanted to make a change into contract administration, and and we worked together, and he made it. He, he sent me this comment. He said, Larry's wisdom has been instrumental in my successful career development. I have more opportunities and earn 42% more money. What a boost in my confidence to provide for my family. Dave was a business owner. he'd had a business for six years. <clears throat> excuse me, doing stained glass and he sent and and worked with us and implemented what we talked about and He sent in and said, "I tripled my business in six months after implementing what Larry taught me close quote I don't have a quote from this one, but one young lady." uh implemented what we taught, followed through with it, took her four years, but her dream was to earn scholarships to be able to go to any school she wanted to at no charge. Not, a, not just tuition, but no charge for tuition, books, housing, food, um, travel, dating. She earned $360,000 between her 13th and her 18th birthday. This system works. We encourage you to let your dreams work. Take some time today, this week, and just sit down and write on a piece of paper the words do, see, be, have, and give. And just think about and write down, don't edit, just write down The thoughts that come to you and add to your bucket list, generate the possibilities, and let your mind think boldly. Send in your questions to us. Send in your ideas. I'm Larry Stevenson. What are you going to do this week to let your dreams work?